It's your girl, Kiana the Goddess. I'm here with my incredible partner, the one and only DJ FMI, who keeps us on tilt every single week. And it's yeah. BPR Radio. So y'all already know. Yes, yes. <clears throat> uh, I feel great after a great 420 in New Amen. York City. I just want to put our hands together. You know what? I'm glad we're getting it done here and we're pushing it forward, guys. Uh, it was a great event. Shout out to everybody that was here. Shampoo. Uh, Kiana, this, this help me with a few Man, names. DJS, nice Brooklyn. Go. Got mad drops. Um, Chin Ching Bing. So many yeah. people in the building. It was great. Shout out to Radioactive. Who, if you guys remember, any of you were at our live event um, some years ago. He actually won a contest that we did. So that's a beautiful thing. And now he's got his own line of edibles and flowers. And you know the the interesting concept about you know, drug abuse, if you will, and then when you pair it to marijuana, it's so different because FMI, everybody was chilling. People oh, would yeah. not, nobody, I never heard anybody yell. You understand what I'm saying? No. Nobody got out of line. Nobody was drinking Hennessy and losing their mind. Oh, everybody no, was no, having no. their nutcrackers, getting <laughs> lit down, and Jeez. absolutely chilling. Everybody was calm and just lovely. Man. Kiana, the, the part that I love about it, 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 you've seen so many different colors of people. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of it. It, it doesn't Absolutely. have to be one demographic. It doesn't have to be only people that's in the hip hop community. It could be people that have many different walks of life, doctors and things yeah. like that, that you're having these these casual conversations about. I mean, yeah. with, and and then it pertains to hip hop too, because you're in a hip hop venue and it's dope that you can merge yeah. multiple worlds and still bring it home and, and everybody can Definitely. have a good in the middle of Times Square. Uh, in the middle of Times Square, one of my favorite studios. Shout out to, to Quad Studios. Shout out to Sharif, uh, Reef Hustle Music. We we had him appear on VPR Radio a couple of years ago, and he'll be back, but he's now managing Quad. Um, so we were talking behind the scenes. I, I also love, you know, we ran into so many people that we knew. Mm -hmm. I love seeing people just shake it up. Like, we see them on the gram and everything, but I know, you know, for me, I know you've gotten back in um, doing your DJ thing, but I have been completely off the event scene for well over a year. It, oh, guys, I haven't seen Kiana for so long, so it was beautiful just to see her in person. Like, the energy I know. was just there. Like, it, it's like I didn't miss a day with like her. Like, we it never left. Cool. Facts, yeah. bro. And uh, <laughs> we, sat, we, we definitely had a great time. And just because of the event, I uh, we have the video ready. So after this live ends, I want you to check out the VPR YouTube page and oh, the yeah. whole 420 event will be uploaded up there. You can check it out and see some of the dope interviews that we got and, and the uh, exclusive 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 right, pitch right. in the in the booth in the in the studio um, with uh with brooklyn that was lit and uh, the only ones that got that footage y'all thank you uh it, it was a blessing definitely to be there uh yeah. and i just want to see more events like this happen more opportunities open back up of course safely uh with all covid sure. restrictions followed and right. yeah 2021 has a has a bang it started with a bang and we're here for it VPR Radio. It is. 2021 has got a lot to it, though, but I see that our incredible and amazing guest has pulled up. So I want to definitely bring Mr. Lindsay up to the stage because we have so much to discuss. Hi, Derek. Hey, how's everybody going? How y'all doing? We're, 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 we're doing rocking, we're great. Rocking. How about yourself? Man, rocking and rolling. That's, it's rocking and rolling. That, that is. I know that's right. You stay busy. <laughs> Hey, I, I said I'm trying to keep the phone ringing. I tell everybody that that's that's my <laughs> mission right now. Yeah. 
So let, let's start out because we, we discussed so much. Um, so I don't want to go backwards too much, but I do want to just yeah. touch on what you do. And then we're going to delve right into what you're up to now. I want to get your thoughts on becoming, you know, a mentor and a voting member of the Grammys and how that's working out for you. Um, so tell everyone who you are, what you do. Uh, my name is Derek Lindsay. Um, I'm a producer, engineer, uh, musician, and educator. So I make bad people sound good and good people sound better. That, that's probably... <laughs> that's what I, like I like that. It's tied up in there. So um, that's what I do originally from Illinois, um, representing by way of Atlanta these days and everywhere else that I'm needed. Indeed. So, you hear that VPR where he's needed? The man's a and he's putting a short leash and he's yeah, hiding no, no. You know what I mean? But during the interview, you're going to see him open up. And trust yeah. me, the guy is more established and he leads on. Oh, there. yeah. We're, we're going to unveil the layers, layer <laughs> by layer, like an onion. We're going to peel pull, away. Let's pull them off. Let's, let's pull them off. off. Come on. <laughs> so right, tell us on. a little bit about the difference in the music scene in the Midwest where you grew up versus where you're located now in Atlanta. Um, if I had to say the, the, if you're talking genre, as far as rap and hip hop speed, all genres, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Growing up in the Midwest, you know, we were all in the twister, pole pimp, do or die, all them guys, man. So you had to spit. It, 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 it 500 no words way. a minute. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a big part of the sound. Um, Atlanta's it's the total opposite. You know, they can spit down here, but you know, they have a more laid back. It's, it's more of a laid back party, you know, type of vibe. So, um, you know, I had to adapt, you know, it, it's, it's, you can't bring all your hip, your Chicago type trap beats. I mean, beats here and expect a lot of people to jump on them. Cause most cases they won't, if, if it don't fit, they vibe. I don't care how hot you think it is. They're not riding with it. And especially with the sound, it changes with every new artist that comes out. Uh, oh, yeah. Artists expect you to follow that trend with their beats using that 808, and I yeah. know that's awesome. also. Yeah, um, I have to deal with that a lot. So even if it's a genre, I'm not really uh, – I don't tune into too much myself. I have to learn what they're doing. So if, if everybody's doing dirty 808s and, you know, I have I have to incorporate that in some way, mm -hmm. but I'm going to put my own thing on it. I'm, I'm not just copying and pasting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some damage to it myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to incorporate that into some of the sound. Um, and that's just part of the business. You know, you stand relevant and just stand on top of, you know, the sounds. You have to kind of uh, you always research. So, so tell us a little bit about that process of coming from one kind of sound and learning to, to acquiesce and be able to um, explore the versatility and the dynamic of different sounds. How, how are you able to teach yourself to do that as a producer? Uh, as a producer, I, I've gone both ways with it. So you teach yourself, but I reach out to a lot of my uh, my camp. It is, I'll reach out to people that's doing things that I'm not doing. Um, we deal with each other. We just do different things. So I think about a week ago, I don't know if anybody knows, uh, name is Barb Margoloff, but he engineered all those first uh, Stevie Wonder albums, the first three or four albums. Uh, he produced and engineered all that for Stevie. Um, there was a new technology coming out with surround sound for uh, recording, and it went a little bit above like 5.1, 7.1. So I reached out to him um, via Zoom, gave him a call, and 
you know, got more information on that, you know, get finding out, you know, what's this new thing I'm hearing about. Break it down to. And let me ask you something from a producing standpoint. How much hours do you sit there doing that research? That's why I want at least some of our listeners to get a hold of, because we have a bunch of artists that tune in here every week and we have producers that watch also. So how often and how long does that like learning period take you? Uh, depends on, man, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Me, I'm, I'm always in it. I'm always immersed in it from, um, a lot of my research. I I have a master's in music technology. So I I spent, you know, time really just outside the street side of things, really digging into the the structural side of it. So it shows in your success. That's for sure. Oh, thank (laughs) you. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been the, (laughs) I've been trained on both sides of the fence, from the educational side of it, you know, to the street side of it. So I'm just always kind of a blend of the two, as I like to call it. Uh, it takes time, though. You know, it's not because um, as fast as you think you got it figured out, you still have to, you know, test it. and tr- You just can't get the information and throw it out there too quick if you haven't really, you know, vetted it out or tested it. So um, I said, if you learn anything new, give yourself about a week. Of testing it out, letting other people hear it to see if it really, if you're doing it right. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Takes time. I definitely agree with that, you know, because sometimes you think you have something all together, but you need a different set of eyes or ears. Um, And really just some time to, like FMI, even as a DJ, I know how you say how you listen to a track over and over and over again. I do the same thing because you'll pick Mm -hmm. up on different nuances that you didn't hear the first time. Sometimes not as you know, not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. For me, for me, I just try to listen to it in different settings. You know what I mean? Trying yeah. to test the mood of it. There's a time and place for every song. At least that's what I think. You know what yeah. I mean? So when you when you approach every record like that and you you, you could create a tone, mm-hmm. depending on when you send it to me, if you if you're a trap artist, I ain't gonna wake up at 8 a.m. and try to listen to it. And if I could, <laughs> that's good. You, you did it, you know what I mean? If you yeah. mood, right? If I'm yeah. in a gym and I can listen to it, I'll think about that. You know what I mean? And when, when it comes to our playlisting here on VPR too. So, yeah. so Derek, let me ask you right now. How sure. many artists have you met, right, that have okay. tried to work with you a little bit to the point where it got exclusive and you didn't want to get to that point? How many times have you had those kind of encounters with artists? As far as exclusive, as far as the one into... Um... Like basically, I'm gonna rephrase. Go. Oh no no no! Like using only your records or only wanting to exclusively work with you upon projects. Because I know it goes. Oh. You know what I mean? How many oh, times yeah. does that happen to you? And you're like, ah, oh, I can't, or you know, because you have so many other people you work with. I know that's a thing. Uh, you know what? That's that'd be a good problem to have. I've, I've always <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> I've always tried to stay open, man. It, it was always. I think the only time I was ever. In that exclusive realm, um, that was at Paisley Park. That was a Prince. W- once you're working with him, you know you're, you're kind of tied to his lifestyle and schedule, so you don't you don't have time to go do a whole lot of other stuff for a lot of people because he wants you on a dime. Like, you know, Amen. you get calls at any time of the night. You've got 45 minutes to get out there, man. No matter what you're doing, that's right. So, or he'll float out to you. He'll flow get you, you know, and he calls you from a three-digit <laughs> phone number. And no, he, Prince has a three-digit phone number, man. So three digits. It's, it's three digits, up? and I'm we, surprised it's not a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> we called the bat signal because we were like, man, when you saw that pop up on your phone, 
uh, you know, his manager or his or assistant, you know, they'll relay the message. And it's, it's simply like, uh, hey, P needs you. Um, right. You got 45 minutes. You, you can't even ask what you're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's 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 a different type of life. But you know what I mean? Yeah. And it seems like you have so much discipline that it worked out well for you. You know what I mean? I look at your body of work and especially, especially what we did in the last interview that we had. So it was dope just getting to, you know, learn that. And show these listeners and viewers that. But yeah, oh, yeah. Go ahead, so, I, I yeah. want to know about your your mood in the studio. I'm not going to ask your question, FMI, because that's your exclusive question. Oh, um, but I want to know, like, your various moods when you're in the studio, when it's going from like a soft, lovely, love making ballad to some really hardcore gangster rap like do you have to get yourself psyched up how does that work or do you just listen to what the artist you know the direction that they're giving you how does that work a mixture of both um even though i'm not a professional traveling dj i think like a dj in in the studio like so i'm not gonna i i, I kind of follow the mood of the artist to where i'm not going to put a lot of high energy stuff up too early because it might wear them down when it comes to, you know, like the slower ballads and stuff like that or vice versa. If we start off too slow, um, you know, artists are emotional. So you might pull too much out of them early and it's, it and might be hard for them man, to, right. you know, talk about the breakup and then they got to get gangster, man, an yeah. hour late. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you got them in tears. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about that, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But then the next, you know, I'm a Jackie on the next track is, is this and that. And it's like, you know, you're like a psychologist. I'm always feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm in psych mode. I have to, um, it's not about what I want to do. It, it's, it's, I fit the mood and I just kind of ask, but I'm always asking like, Hey, you feeling good? Need a break? Da, 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 da. You know? So I kind of become one with them. Uh, I, I don't pull the dictatorship card. I have to, I have I to go with that. the mood and, and yeah. That's Can't the only way it. to really pull that, that highest level of creativity out, right? You really have to um, connect with the artist. And I think that's missing from a lot of production. You know, you don't get that when you just go online or go to YouTube and choose a track and then just go hard on the beat. You know what I mean? It's different when someone's actually there composing it with you and yeah. using yeah. every piece of your artistry to really build that track um, to suit your purposes and, and your yes. abilities and also push you beyond what you think your capabilities are. So that's really dope. I do that when I need to. That That's that's the Marine Corps side that comes back sometimes. I'm like, look, man, if they need structure. Uh-oh. Being a little bit of technical difficulty. Oh, is yeah. I was like, is it just me? Because yeah, yeah. I've seen you move. And I'm like. Frozen. <laughs> And then you were you were frozen too for a minute, FMI. So I was like, uh oh, there he goes. I okay, I should have caught a pose when it froze, man. You should have. <laughs> you know, you looking crazy sometimes, man. Like, the, 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 the challenge. <laughs> what was that challenge where everybody was freezing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the mannequin challenge, right? So come on. There you go. So, so the marine side of you, you know, makes you you push them. Uh, what what lets you know? What are the the signs where you're like, okay, I'm gonna have to push this person. Like they've got more. What what shows you that in an artist? Oh, when they're in the phone too much. If they're sitting there in the studio and 
I don't hear any dings, but you sitting up there and you scrolling and you looking for something. <laughs> it's like, um, like nah, like let let's, you know, I love the studio vibe, but I ain't gonna be here all night doing this. True that. So let, let's let's go. Yeah, I've been there for a lot of those sessions where uh, people are uh, there the, they're there for the Instagram pictures instead of recording, and I'm just like, we gonna get, we gonna get. You know, I'm charging you for this time, right? Regardless exactly. of it, and then they look crazy, but. <laughs> I've been there for those long nights. I hear that. It's true. Haven't oh, yeah. we all? It's, and it's <laughs> annoying as hell. I know that oh, yeah. much. Let, let's, let's delve oh, yeah. into how you became a mentor and a voting member of the Recording Academy. How did that opportunity come to you? I know you have been working for years in this industry. Um, so obviously it's almost like a given right at this point. But tell us about how that came to you and um, what what your involvement is. Uh, yeah, that, that came by default. Like I, I was, um, I remember doing a recording session in uh, Chicago. Uh, it was Kanye West's studio. Um, there's a, I don't know if y'all heard of legendary tracks. With, he's tied with Twisted and all them. So we were tracking at this studio for a session and the engineer at the time, which I didn't know, uh, he ended up becoming the Grammy president chapter for Chicago, but we, that's where we first met was 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 there and it's ironic that he had a lot of dmx stories like he he recorded oh, excellent wow. few sessions and he was that's, dope. that's the first time i started hearing more in depth about how he got down to the studio but it was funny man that yeah. was funny um but i got hooked up and how, how long ago was that that was about oh eight oh nine yeah so, somewhere around uh somewhere around that time but um yeah and I just stuck with them, just networking. I kept in touch with them. And when the time came in to get voted in, um, you know, he was the person I went to and he vouched for me. So I'm always telling people, man, like Beautiful. your network, your networking and keep relationships yeah. with people. Absolutely. He got me in. Like I couldn't have done it unless he made that call and he, you know, he made that call. So we talk about that all the time. The power of yeah. your network is absolutely oh, amazing. I can even, you know, just like full full circle in my network of between artists and stuff and dance fans and the placements, like someone put me in place to be in this position that I'm at right now with this mobile app. And then I put other people to be in a position. Then it came back around where a friend of mine put me in a position with a whole other company. There like you go. If you, if you spread the love and keep it in the family, it really just keeps going. And it's so important to feed into and to pour into your, your network of people. Um, it's very hard, especially in this industry, to find loyal people um, that will really vouch for you and, and yeah. remain the same. I'm sure you've encountered your share of, you know, all different types of personalities. Can you tell us about some of the challenges that you've encountered? Um, some of the, not naming names, but more okay. troublesome situations that you've experienced in your in your career oh. thus far. I'll be real about it. Um, you know, rest in peace, uh, B Bushwick Bill. I did some stuff with uh, Ghetto Boys. This was about 2005, 05. I'm say they, they, they're my favorites now. Yeah, okay. I'm keeping it real, man. I was like, watch your tone. Now, th th this, uh, now, keeping it real, uh, I was tracking Bushwick. Real, we, we, brought him up. <laughs> we brought him up for Houston for a session, man. And uh, I was producing for him and tracking him. And I, I remember he, he cussed me out, man. But in it's, it's stuff that I had to learn. Like, 
I tried to adjust his microphone and, you know, it was like a things I didn't consider, you know, y'all know Wick, man. Right. And I'm adjusting the mic and trying to help him, but it seemed like I may have been over helping. Right. And, right, you right. know, basically cussed out like, man, you know, F out here, but I got this, think I can't do this. And I'm like, oh, damn. yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right. But I learned quick, man. I was like, you know what? Unless he needs something, I'm going to sit back. Just leave him alone, right? Leave, leave him I'm alone and make the music and record him. I but hear you. I'm going to tell you something about Wick, man. That's probably one of the dopest MCs I ever recorded, man. He never wrote nothing down and do will recite. And people always talk about Jay-Z having that thing. Wick got it. Wick, record, he'll do a whole verse, man. Ad-libs on top of that. Doubles without writing one piece, nothing down. And nail it, man. That's amazing. They say uh, Lil Wayne does that, too. But yeah. that's pretty incredible. I mean, I think in hip hop, that is the essence of what it really is, right? To be able to create off the dome. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. just, that's the magic of, of hip hop to me. Yeah. So that session turned quick from like me being embarrassed. And then it went from being in awe, man, to be like, dang, this dude. He's dope. That's why they do what they do. <laughs> that's why he is who he is. And I'm like, I'm going to sit back. So besides Prince, who's an obvious, right? <laughs> who's another artist that you recorded yeah. that you were really like, wow, this is a this is a huge part of my career right now. This is amazing. Um, I think this was about ten years ago. I, I produced for uh, Coolio, man. I, he he's a big f friend of the family, and I flew out to L.A. and um. So he he was cool. I, I think the first time I met him, you know, I, I not met him at the door, and then he was um. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, you you kind of like, yeah, that's my dude, man. And then he's like, man, come in, uh, go grab a controller. There's some chicken on the table, and go grab a controller because <laughs> my him and my cousins was there playing NBA Live, and they needed a fourth player. So I was, <laughs> so it was, I was the fourth player. So I met Coolio for about two minutes, man, and I'm I'm up able to play the chicken and a and a controller. <laughs> and it's me and Coolio playing my cousins, man, before we even got down to the music. That's hilarious. So, I love that. Way to break the ice, right? Yeah, man. So I think a few minutes into it, um, he he just like, okay, man, you flew out here. Let me hear what you got. So we started playing some uh, tracks. And he started bobbing to a few of them. And then he just like kicked everybody out. He like, man, all right, let's stop. And he just started writing. He, he We had to go play pool, man. And he just, you know, but it was dope. Like, yeah, Coolio rocking to my tracks, man. He writing, and um, that that's how that got going. Are you so in the game it, room, I'm playing pool, right? Like, you can only I can only see picture how you felt at that moment. I would have been outside, just like scratch my like. There's no way. I and it's not really working when you're having that much fun. That's how I feel. Yeah. So, um, and he got some of that stuff ended up on his TV show. So it it was kind of cool. Oh later to you know find out it got placed and i'm like all right cool yeah <laughs> let me know y'all so, another so humble and down to earth i absolutely yeah. love it he's like all right cool yeah let's do it again <laughs> <You know>? man <laughs> let's, let's do it again and these are the hip hop stories that you never hear you know what i mean it's oh yeah man. hearing him recite it and he's doing that that's amazing but of yeah. course you know more technology comes with Wayne and the other people pick up on it so it's just dope that you'll hear it here of course, exclusively on VPR Radio. Oh, yeah. Derek is the one and all. Just make it sure. Ah. Rocking it, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, so, we God, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, FMI. Random. I'm just going to throw this out there. Shoot. 
I'm I'm a big science guy, but grizzly bears and polar bears, I just got this news and it, it bugged me out, are now mating and they're making pizzly bears. And that's a real thing. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I, so for I'm me, I'm more, I'm more like, how did a grizzly bear get near a polar bear when somebody told hey. me this? I wanted to discuss it on VPR. Like, I was just like, there's something. Hey, like, <laughs> Where were we? Hey, that, that grizzly bear, he, he got on the ice floor and got him and he started paddling <laughs> on down. Hey, hey, he said, he said, hey, hey, you know, grizzly bears so. are annoying. I, I'm gonna need to get me one of these, 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 you know, different color ones real quick. I'm gonna have to hey, go get. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy, man. That, that's uh, that's that's nature for you. I I don't. No involving it. Ask me why. Nature is out of control. Look at look at everything that's happening with global warming, blizzards mm -hmm. in the middle of April. The other day it was like 70 degrees. Now it's like 40 in New York. Man, you you know I literally when I check the way I check the weather, I just stick my head out the door, <laughs> and I keep a coat, and umbrella, gloves, and boots in the car. Man, I'm like, look. Right. Oh, very smart. He's got everything in the car. I mean, this, that's the Midwest, <laughs> yeah. man. That's that's yeah. <laughs> that's Absolutely how we roll. Brilliant. So right, because you guys get some some extremely inclement weather oh, yeah. out there oh, for sure. Yeah. We Michigan, just Detroit, everywhere. Oh yeah. So, Derek, I gotta ask, how did yeah. you spend your 420? If you, you know, what I mean, how did you know, but did you spend it relaxing? Uh, you know, it was a holiday here in New York, at least for me and Kiana. It sure was. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I could have, I could imagine the green cloud of Manhattan <laughs> just floating over the boroughs, man. Uh, the green cloud, that's exactly of bliss. what it felt like, at, le at least where we attended. That's for sure. You walked in the building and there was a cloud. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, I I was chill. You know, I was actually um, I, I I teach a lot of online program. I was mostly teaching, so I, I uh, you know, my students was cool, so they 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 didn't seem like they was you know into no extracurriculars. So <laughs> they, they was uh, <laughs> nobody was too relaxed during the session, man. So I, I you know I know what they was doing. <laughs> uh, I, I I was cool, man. Uh, I was working. I I you know. I had one regret about it, and I'm like, you know what? I would have loved to like own a rest, like a fast food joint on this day. Mm -hmm. Just like I know. Chipotle, oh man, you know how much bail. money you make, a, a, or a late oh. night like snack place. You know what I mean? Like, what are yeah. those zombie cookie places and stuff like that? They make out on 420. That's for damn sure. I couldn't imagine. Four hour joint. <laughs> So I spent it just thinking about what I could have made. Like, man, <laughs> I love that. As you should, man. As you should, my brother. Oh yeah. We want to know more about Derek the educator as well. So please tell us about that. You said you were teaching um, online all day. What different aspects of music do you teach, and what is your approach to education, especially now that you're an educator? Uh, yeah. I so I teach uh, music production. Um, audio mixing, beat making, and then I teach piano and guitar. So I do a mixture of, um, I might teach music classes to like, you know, rappers or engineers, you know, I have like specific um, curriculum depending on what people want to learn. So I don't try to start everybody at Beethoven because I don't do Beethoven down like that, but everybody comes in one to like pick up an instrument Um because maybe they feel like their song is kind of, you know, they're missing something. They're tired of like sampling. They're tired, tired of, uh, you know, stealing people loops. Sometimes they just want to like, hey, man, I need to learn some chords. 
I, I, right. I need to know how to. Um, so, so, which as a musician, I think only, it only heightens you, right? If you have the ability oh, to it's, play, it's, it's the difference it's maker. The difference. That that is the difference. My whole sound is tied behind my guitar. Like a lot of, uh, I used to separate myself with the guitar because everybody else is doing beats and everything else. So, I'm like, I'm gonna add these strings into it, man, and kind of create my own little little thing. So. I would try, my brother. I tried to do the guitar thing. I still have it in my room right there. I look at it every day, and I'm just like, I give it to you, my brother. I sat there. I tried to play so many Bob Marley songs. The patience that you have to have VPR to, to, to sit there and play a Bob Marley or any guitar or any instrument in general. Yeah, the guitar is really hard, though. It is. It's, it's the Are you self-taught, or is this something you've been playing since you were younger? Um, A combination of two. Like I, I, I was self-taught um for years and then i finally i said a few years ago I, I started taking uh you know i started reinvesting myself i started taking formal training on classical stuff stuff i just never touched right and it was like, like you know you think you've done something because you work with these people and you like i don't need to learn nothing else in the classic world man you know it, it kicked my butt it, it was it was oh, like yeah. and there's like, so much history <laughs> For classic music, um, I've learned a lot actually through watching Jeopardy, for sure. Oh, Jeopardy, my uh, favorite show. That that is that's my show. You that and me, you download the app and challenge me, bro. Like, let's go. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Don't play with me, Derek. Don't talk that way. Oh, it's all no. Nah, you, okay. you, 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 you kicked out. out. You kicked it off. It's, now. it's started popping now. <laughs> Only on VPR, you're gonna have our guest challenging the, the whole Jeopardy Shalom. I love it. I love it as the sun comes out behind me. And Absolutely. There you go, man. <laughs> Derek, I want to make tell sure. Us, we... Tell us what else you're, you're working on now. Um, and please let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah. So as all, I mean, the, the program, it's um program I created called Create Virtual. And it, it's literally tied into me teaching online. But uh, it's my way of, of finding people that need to learn this stuff or get music industry advice from people that's kind of done it but they don't never have accessibility. So I'm trying to make myself the person that's um, more accessible than others. You know, because um, there's a syndrome, as I call it, when a few people pick up a couple of wars here and there, you know, you can't get a hold of. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting there well, like, look, man. without the awards. You know what I'm saying? Let's not. Yeah. No cap. <laughs> yeah. Media awards. They got uh, <laughs> It's it's cats I know, man, that that get the awards and they get out of touch. And it's just like, um, it's like, no, you got to work, you you got to sustain, man. It's um, you know, I always took that from Quincy Jones. I didn't meet him, but he always had a story that after he won the Grammys for Thriller, everybody was partying. Uh, Quincy was like, um, they were like, what are you doing? He went back to the studio. He said, hey man, I got work to do. I got to top this. He's like, I I can't. Uh, yeah, I want to grant me, but he's like, he got to sustain that. He has to, you know, it's make more Grammy award winning music. You got to keep right. going. <laughs> You're only as great as your latest hit, right? And there there so, you go. No, I, took, I, I, took that that I took that to heart. I'm like, man, that that's, um, so as much experience and people I've had, you know, chance to work with, I'm, I'm always trying to be the person they can get in touch with. Because I know how important that is. That can be a make or break for some people. Just to, 
you know, and I've connected a lot of people, you know, at the same time. So it, it's always everything's a call away, you know, a text away or. Yeah, and I appreciate that about you wholeheartedly. I mean, we've known each other, what, maybe seven, possibly even eight years at this point. Yeah, You're, you've, ne you've never switched it up. Never, ever, ever. No. You know what I mean? And and having those qualities um, just really makes you a real one, you know, because you're you're valid and you're validated, but you're exceptionally real. So for Gotta I would definitely, you know, you're highly recommended for me from VPR. Any artists that are looking for some really elite level of production and being able to to tap into your creativity and take it to another level. Please hit up Mr. Lindsay because he can help yeah. you um, to go there. So tell us again your, your website and how they can connect with you directly. Yeah, sure thing. So the website is uh, DerekLindsayMusic.com. So D-E-R-E-K-L-I-N-Z-Y. And that'll pretty much take you to any link. Um, it's all in one. So the website, if they looking for services, looking for advice, anything of that nature, they can connect um, through the site. But they can also hit me on Instagram too, at DLNZ Music. Um, so I pick up through Instagram. So if they want to inbox me, if it ain't no spam, because <laughs> bots and all that stuff, man, hit me up. So and don't slide in the DM without a budget. Okay. Yeah, I'm not buying any hair and weave because I used to get all those all the time. So you don't want I'm, any lashes, Derek? No, you good I'm on good. that? I'm good. No <laughs> waist trainers? You straight? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to give it all. Hey, <laughs> I ain't got nowhere to put it, man. So I, I came out. <laughs> so it's dope here, but I just can't do nothing with it. So we appreciate you so much. Thank you for thank you for sliding through for taking the time um, and the energy to come to VPR Radio. We always look forward to having you here. Can't wait to hear some of your your new projects and have you back yet again. We really, really do appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate what y'all do, man. So I'm, I'm gonna spread the word on what y'all do and, and thank you. Start bringing some traffic through this way. Tell them make a stop through. I'm sending them your we way. Appreciate that. Much yeah. love to you, Derek, and and stay safe. All right, now y'all be cool. I appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. Talk soon. All right. Ciao. Later. I'm telling you, VTR, y'all gotta stay away from these pigly bears now. It's another thing. Corona has created pigly bears. And I'm being serious about this. I'm gonna let it slide, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it slide. Y'all think I'm playing? Not Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> but Kiana, I love the gift that we get every Thursday here on VPR. Make sure y'all tune in 2 p.m. 2 p.m. And if it starts up at 2:30, click the notification bar on YouTube. You guys are also getting special video from the 420 event. Shout out to Shampoo, uh, Quad Studio, Kiana, Def Jam, everyone that had something to do. With all of that, it was it. Um, my boy Deuce. I ran. I ran into him. Actually, he was outside, so I know he was on the promotional end. We were talking about billboards and yeah. the yeah, smoke champ billboard. Yeah, he he's the plug and doing a lot. Um, ran, ran into quite a few people that mm -hmm. evening, so it, it was always nice, you know, to get back out there and reconnect. And yeah, yeah. It, it felt so amazing to be around yeah. you and yeah. your presence again, partner. We move uh, how we move, uh, and it's always like. You know, syndicated facts. Like, I love it. I just, I, I just we get to get what we have to get done. And then after that, guys, back to the grind, back to editing and getting them out. But Kiana, yeah. in the other news, 
and no, other news. Back outside with no security. You know, Waka Flocka, he got an achievement award from Donald Trump. From Donald Trump? Yeah, no, seriously, he got a lifetime achievement award. I'm being completely honest. For his humanitarian work in Chicago. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so I was really dope when he got that. That's how I was just like, you know, kudos okay. to him. That's first time I read yeah, the headline the radio, I'm just like, okay. I was like, what is it for? But yeah, absolutely. I know he does but, do a lot of community work. So, you know, shout out to him. I, I, I love their family. I think they're such a dope family. Yeah, definitely. I, I was more shocked that Trump was doing so much things in the hip hop community. Say what you want right now. Yeah, that's right. When you were like, for but, Trump, I was like, Eh? You know, questionable, but at the same time, right. he has made certain strides in the hip-hop community that other presidents have. Not to say that that's something that we need, but it's something to take note of, you know what yeah. I mean, for what, for what it is. Yeah. But, of course, guys, we have another guest, and I can't wait for them to get here. Yeah, uh, I'm actually texting her now, so Velvet, Velvet will be sliding in here. That's my girl, my sister, boutique owner, fashion designer extraordinaire. Great person extraordinaire. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, we stay around we stay around the best energy. Um, I do I do want to bring up a couple of sad things, especially since yeah. you know we on 420, we actually received the verdict for which we heard about while we were there, right? Uh, yeah. on Derek Chauvin and, and George Floyd's murder. Um, yeah. I believe it was second degree, unintentional murder, you know, manslaughter. Nothing first degree or second degree with him having his um, his knee on his neck for over nine minutes. So that was heart wrenching. And then I believe it was just yesterday, Micaiah Bryant, sixteen yeah, years yeah. old, shot and killed by another officer. Um, I'm just I'm tired of the endless list of names. Last week alone, we were talking about the young man that was shot, the young twenty year old. It's <clears throat> It every seems week. never ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not week. even it seems. It is every week. And, I, and on, on some of the research that I did on the piece that I'm doing for Mother Lee, last year, one person of color per week, from January 1st to August 31st, was killed by the police. That's crazy. I I I just I strongly believe in. We all need to do better. And especially what's going on now with the police and how they're getting a lot of scrutiny, as they should. You know, I mean, it's a job. You are in, you're really in direct control of what people's lives. And I understand it's a stressful job. You have to make decisions. But just be able to live with the decisions you make. That's all I'm saying. Because once you become a cop, I don't want to hear I was scared. Not right. what I'm trying to hear. I hear that. I I completely I agree with you, well, I and I think that. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to become a cop, right? I respect it. You and know before, what I mean? I don't respect what they do, but that's not something. Right. Like, me being afraid. But the, is but the training has to follow, right? There shouldn't be a natural, like, innate fear when you see a police officer, and I think that that is what has plagued yeah. our community so much: is that when you see a police officer, you're worried. You're worried about your life, your brothers, your sisters, the life of your children. Um, so I just want to express on behalf of VPR Radio our our grief and our condolences for all of those. There's some reform and some positive 
forward motion and and change um, in in this nation. Pretty much, but I want to welcome to the floor the amazing and incredible, beautiful, talented fashion designer extraordinaire, educator, and all of that, Miss Velvet Lattimore of Bedazzling Accessories. What's up, beautiful? Hi, can you see me? I feel like yeah, I'm all... Just, I can see happy right We now. can see your face because we're split into three. There we go. Right. Cool. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Hey, girl. Hi, guys. How are you? How you doing? How you I'm doing? wearing. I'm wearing my Bedazzling butterfly earrings. I see. They look so good. You look great. Yeah. My first question. Hi, FMI. How are you doing? My first question, are those unisex? They are. <laughs> I mean, right, cool. you can I get butterfly earrings. Them. I'm all about unisex. Yeah, definitely. Please, please. So as soon as we get off the show, I'm going to make sure I take that link in, and I definitely <laughs> want to purchase them just to show yeah, some. But yeah, I'll send you the link. <laughs> you know what would be good? You can just do one. Over there. I'm gonna try. Y'all know FMI. I'm gonna try. I'm be like, you know what? Same things. Yo, no, Rick changed it up in here. Okay, FMI, no cares. You are a rock star. You feel me? <laughs> Nobody can stop you from wearing no chandelier earrings. What you mean? <laughs> you can wear. You can wear these two. You can wear anything. As long as I'm That's looking good out. and we outside, I, I'm fine. With my mask on, coronavirus. We're outside. Yeah, don't start don't with me about it. the mask. Oh my God. Well, actually, we're going to talk to you about the mask. So let's let's delve into everything because we've had you on a few times. So I want you to give a really, really brief brief synopsis about yourself and bedazzling accessories. And then I want to get into all sorts of fun things like your process for production and how you choose factories and how COVID has affected you as a business and what you think about the vaccines and et cetera, et cetera. So let's get into some things over the next half hour. Tell us all about you, Boo-Boo. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, I am a entrepreneur. I own Bedazzling Accessories, which is an accessories boutique where I showcase artists of color. So I bought some stuff to show you, but it's not enough room, child. So you'll see some of the stuff I'm wearing. That's Most all right. You swing it over between time to time, you know? There you go. There you <laughs> I don't go. even think you can That's see what it. That's this Zoom thing is so wild, trying to fit everything into a box. So um, I've had the business since 2007, as Kiana has been with me since the beginning. And um, my purpose of starting the business uh, is to have an opportunity for myself to have longevity and um, to provide for myself where I'm not attached to an actual um you know, brand that's not mine, right? So I spent a lot of time in the production for world, in the apparel industry, and that just wore me out. And I decided to just do something on my own. And the uniqueness of Vidazzling Accessories is that it's actually all products that are by people of color. I have other products that are um, just manufactured, which are mixed in but 80% of my products are by different designers that I collaborate with. Either um, they'll, they'll private label the line for me, but it's still a person of color designing the product. And it goes from um, all kinds of accessories from outerwear. I also have body, bath and body products also designed by a woman of color. So everything is all encompassed by and giving back and showcasing and having a platform for people design products and that are black and brown. And then my second 
business is the Black Accessories Designers Alliance. I'm the co-founder of that um, organization, which is a, a not-for-profit organization, but we're more like a membership-based um, community where what we do is we help each other as far as Black accessory designers are concerned. We sometimes don't get the opportunity to fellowship and network with each other. So we pool our resources. We do different events throughout the year for Fashion Week. Kiana has been to a couple. And we also do educational pieces for our members like um, workshops, panel discussions. And um, then we do networking mixers. So it's Everything I do relates to helping and supporting other black and brown you know, accessory designers. I also teach stuff at a high school. Um, so there's the education piece that Kiana pointed out. I talk about entrepreneurship for our youth who might not know that that's an opportunity because not everyone is well, not even I, I think 90% of, yeah. of the youth nowadays probably, unless they have a parent that's an entrepreneur, I know for sure that's not something I was taught not in my household, not at school. Um, so I think that is such an essential component of what you're doing because you're bringing a whole new light to people that are exploring careers. Kiana, you'd be surprised how many times I speak to the students and they'll say like, uh, you know, I didn't even know that I could be that. So I think it starts from young because if they're like winter's age and you say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? A lot of the times we enforce them to be like, Oh, you want to be a firefighter? Doctor, you want to be a lawyer, lawyer? Police officer, right. No one says, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur when I grow up. It's just doesn't, right. doesn't, we don't push that for our kids. So yeah, that's what I do. I think I, think, I, think I named everything. I do a lot. But yeah. uh, do a lot, this is the New York hustle, right? Like, everybody's got 12 job man. We're all Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It doesn't stop. So, but Vidasmin Accessories is my baby. So that's number one. She comes first. That's my right. baby. Yes. And everyone can yes. visit VidazzlingAccessories.com to access her boutique. And you're also on Shopify, right? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. I'm all over. Yeah. yeah. So I want to get this. I want to get the nuggets because you and I work together at several companies. So we know what goes behind a company. A lot of times people just buy products. They don't know the, the sweat equity that goes into it, if you will. Can you tell us about your process of number one, designing your own pieces, right? And how you're able to execute them and how you choose the designers as well as the factories that you work with and that you partner with uh, for Vdazzling? Well, when I had created the line a long time ago, I worked, I worked closely with um, a factory in Pakistan. They, they no longer exist. But I was very lucky because I came from the industry, like Kiana said. So when I decided to do the the bags, um, I had already hooked up. You know, I had a hookup because I knew people in the factory. So I contacted people from my previous employer and uh, they were still there. And so they were able yes, to help girl. me. Yes. And that's what we talked to the math girls. industries and the lead funks of the world. Yes. Yes. That's the best thing. Like you and FMI were talking earlier about relationships earlier I, with the other um, young man. It is such a fact. Like if you build relationships, it doesn't matter. Like they'll always be around and people will always, you know, go like, oh, yeah, you want to start a line? Oh, I remember right. you, of course. Because and it, that's it what happened. Just, it doesn't just apply to one industry. Every single industry you work in, 
who you network with and who you keep in your network are essential components. Don't burn bridges. So that's how I was able to start the handbags. I actually uh, got you know hooked up through my previous employer. But when it comes to, um, and then what I did was I had a designer who was my friend. He sketched some pieces for me and I was able to then, back then it was fax, faxed, <laughs> faxed the sketches over. Um, and um, look, I think took his hat off. He was like, I had to do that so much time. So I'm just like, I don't, right. I don't I, would go, I would go to my neighborhood pharmacy and fax things. <laughs> And um, yeah, that is an that entrepreneur is life. You understand me? That's an entrepreneur struggle. She said, "My neighborhood pharmacy, not my home office." No, this <laughs> isn't how it was. The, 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 the Jeff Bezos and the and the Steve Jobs that were hustling out of the garage. This is that same kind of momentum. This is the same grassroots, organic yep. um, type of building a business, right, right. here, boy. Mm -hmm. And if you live in an urban community, you know the pharmacy has the fax machine on deck in a bag. A dollar per page. <laughs> and a, a coffee per machine, page. all yeah. of that. That's the original staples, the pharmacy. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's where I was at. And um, yeah, so I was able to work closely with the factories. When it comes to working with um, designers for bedazzling accessories, like I, a lot of people do come to me to show me their pieces and everyone is talented. But what I do is I look to work with someone that I know is going to um, also have a stake in the game. Because a lot of times when you have a store or a business and you guys are in the music industry, people just want you to, to like do for them. But what they don't realize is that. Oh, don't do that. Don't you see the eye roll? FMI said, oh, it's, it's so like true. the designers are just like the independent artists, I think, that yes. we encounter, right? Where yes. it's like, oh. Play my music, play my music. I don't even follow you though on Instagram. Yeah, I'm the best thing that I want because I am the best in the world. I'm the best. It's fire. Play my music, please. They're not listening. Yeah. They're not telling people to come to um to well, no. That's right. No, no. And it's I'm the same way with retailing. Like you can't okay. just give me earrings and then say, uh, yeah, could just here's my product and I buy it wholesale or consignment, and then you never hear from them. They don't tell their followers that they're being featured at V Dazzling. So when right. I look for designers, I look for people who I know have um, stake in the game and they want to be there. And they, they too want to do the correct things by putting it on their social media, go to V Dazzling to buy my necklace, go to V Dazzling. You know, so if you don't have that and I can see it right away by the conversation and how it starts, that's when I know I don't think I can work with you. I'm looking for a, a partner um, and so it's not just about me selling your products at my boutique. It's about us doing it together. And then right, that way right. we both eat. So if I'm just working really hard at promoting your bags, then you're I could doing just, yourself a disservice. Yeah, I could I'm go to China and get stuff. You said that on the first conversation, you can pretty much feel out how that's going to be. What, what's your vetting process? I'm sure you found this through trial and error, right? What's your yes. vetting process now where you're like, these are the key questions that I ask someone to know if they're going to be serious about investing in our businesses collectively, if you will. Well, I've been pretty lucky because a lot of my um, designers come to me through friends like Kiana the Goddess. 
and others and they'll say, you know, so that's the best vetting because if a good friend will say to me, you know, this girl, she's really dope, you know, I, you know, and especially cause I trust someone like you, Kiana or whomever, I know that it's gonna be you, cause you're not gonna send me no BS people. But if you just pitch me on your own, like when I used to have the boutique, people would just drop in and they would say like, here's my product or whatever. I would ask them, you know, what, like, what exactly do you want to gain from being in my boutique? You know, what is your intention? It's kind of like when you're dating. So, <laughs> cause we're dating each other. So it goes back to, I want to know, like, what, where That's do you right. see yourself? It's true. Like, um, what, what are you, what are your intentions with being in the boutique? What, what exactly, where do you see yourself here as being a part of V Dazzling Accessories? And depending on their answer, that's when I say, eh. and then sometimes it takes a little bit longer than that because sometimes people are like give you that best foot forward, and then later down on the line you're like, again, oh my god, again this like paying, right? They're like they, like yes, girl, I will post everything. I will have all of my stories. I can't wait to market. I'm happy to be part of the dazzling and bada. Sure, I really mean it. <laughs> they lie. Yes. Like months later, you're like, this person is trash. How did I get to this person? They were like, you know, so you can never tell. Um, and that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. It's, everything is um, trial and error. And um, it's not like, you know, there's, it's not that cut and dry. So sometimes, like you said, the representative is there and you find out years a year later or, or months later, and um, they weren't really good for your brand. So you just pivot and keep going. So that's why I'm always, revolving um oh my store is a revolving door i'm i'm always getting new designers whether it's me or them looking to expand and do things on their own but um so yeah that's pretty much it it's it's really not a big process it's just i can feel your vibes and if like i said you or fmi send them to me i i hold you guys at such a high regard that i know that you're not going to send me trash so that's how i do it no, I'm saying because I, I ain't gonna waste your time and I ain't gonna let nobody waste no. my time. I'm gonna say, right. so yeah, you know, your name is all you have, FMI. So if I, I'll go back and I'll be like, wow, you know what, Kiana, you hooked me up with this person and this guy is, and then you're gonna be like, what? You're gonna get on their butt about because you're giving your name as the stamp of approval. So it's important for you as well. So earlier, Kiana wanted to touch on. How do you feel about these vaccines, these masks? When I said masks, <laughs> your eyes went up. And I'm gonna say, you know what? I can't wait to have this conversation. So let, let, let me hear this. Let me hear how you feel. Let's start off at the yeah. mask. Oh my gosh, I don't to... Lattimore, only on VPR radio. Uh, no, I mean. Open discussion. I am, I am um, COVID is real. I've, I've had, I had COVID last year and my entire family had it almost. And I've lost friends and relatives to it. So it's very important to me. Um, but I do believe, and Kiana, I have like some reservations about certain things. I do believe that it, there, the pandemic was some sort of plan that went awry and just kept going. Pandemic. Um, <laughs> the pandemic, as I call it, on text message with Kiana. Um, the vaccine, I just think. I think it's, the vaccine is a little iffy. I do think that people do need to do the vaccine. I am going to probably get it done eventually later on, 
because I need to go back into, because I teach part-time at schools and I also work part, that's what I'm a hustler. I work also in a building, a school building. So um, to protect myself, I just think that not everyone is eligible for it and should not get it. So I do think that you should find out if it's something for you by talking to your doctor. Like if you have underlining things, that's why you hear these stories of people passing away because some people have, they shouldn't be running to it. And I think there's not enough education with folks. So they're just like, I'm gonna get the vaccine because I saw it on the news. So I think if you have like something going on, you need to check with your doctor. I'm not a physician. I do feel like, uh, I do feel like everyone's going, it's gonna be a mandated thing. So, it, and I also feel like in the beginning, right now it's free. I don't think it's going to be free for long. I'm just, that's my opinion because everything in this world is a business. And I think that eventually people who are poor are not gonna have access to the vaccine. I think that's going to change. I also think that you're not gonna be able to travel without a uh, card and all this other stuff. I think there's a whole thing agenda set aside. And it's, I, wanna, it's, I wanna definitely touch on that, um, but actually in reverse because the agenda is definitely to push this vaccine. So I do a show with Pudgy to Fat Bastard every Sunday on Clubhouse called Bipolar Chronicles. I know, I wish Sunday, I could see you there. I know, <laughs> gotta get your iPhone, get your Dance Fans app, all the, Good iOS things that you can't get with your Android. Stop, stop making our group chat. We ain't gonna do the Android bashing in here right now. I'm tired of chatting, you guys. But it's okay. Look, 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 look. Now one of the iOS phones. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> one of our um one of our audience members because we have a pretty consistent audience and we we get to know each other each week. So he lives out in Abu Dhabi. He's in the military with his wife and such. And he was talking about COVID out there and what it means. Now, here is how they're doing the play. Because they want you to get the vaccine, the vaccination is free. They're charging out there for testing. He said it's about $8 US, which if someone makes $50 a week US dollars, that's not something that they can afford. He said, you know, me and my family, a lot of places you go to, you have to have either the vaccine or proof of a negative test but people can't tend to not be able to afford it. And like you mentioned, um, I think that without the lack of education, even besides the underlying conditions that you might have, what about RH negative factors or other things in your blood? We don't know how certain components of your blood type, your kidneys processing, and Pudge was pointing out, as well as this other um, young gentleman, Sheem, about how the components of what they're putting into you change the DNA. And I, I will post this stuff up on Instagram no, for true. you guys it's true. because it's true. he sent it. So it's changing, it's restructuring your DNA because it's fighting against the COVID-19 and the variants, but it's also taking away your bad bacteria, right? Which fights away those other different drugs. So now you're, you're, you're not. You're less likely to get COVID or to die from COVID. Not even necessarily to not contract it, but you're more likely to come down with, you know, hepatitis or to get the common flu or pneumonia or all of these different afflictions. And I think that three to five years, or not, maybe even shorter, because even in this time frame, we're seeing people that are having adverse reactions. 
we're going to see, just like we saw Johnson & Johnson pulled off the market, we're going to see much more of this. Yep. yep. I really believe that you have to, I mean, I know it's hard because people like McDonald's and they love Chick-fil-A. And I'm, I'm, you know, I love Chick-fil-A too. I don't eat it anymore. I think that even if you, you know, because if you're an essential worker and there's things that you need, and I'm telling you, it's going to be mandatory. They're going to mandate it. And so if you have to go get the vaccine, get it. But you still need to be wearing a mask. You still need to get that CMOS in your system. You need to be walking with, um, you know, I do, I do so many Keanu will tell you. I, I mean, I use. She got the crystals. She's got the. I walk with my crystals. I use my neem oil. Like my, yeah. like I make sure that I'm doing other alternative health practices to keep myself safe. And if you are in a space where you really don't need to be there, and there's like a thousand people standing around, you don't have to be there. Don't be there. And I don't understand why some people are so thirsty to be in certain crowds and underground parties and stuff. You know, it's a different time. I mean. In 1998, like it was great to be at a club that smashed packed and jumping on couches. But in Even 2021, then, I, didn't like I didn't want people touching on me, man. That's too. I didn't want people touching me then, right? I like but the club. Okay, <laughs> it's over. Like you gotta like, but I mean, people still living that life, and I get it, and that's fine. I'm not judging. I don't even. It's not on me. I I keep myself away from folks that are at high risk. I believe. In order to keep myself peaceful, I have elder elder parents who are up in age, and um, I don't want to, you know, I want to visit them, and I don't want to bring them anything, and also I don't want to make myself sick, and so you gotta just, you know, I, I don't, I'm not an advocate for telling people not to do things. I just think, like Kiana said, you need to educate yourself in what you're doing, what's the right thing for you, and I do believe that you need to be healthy even without. Like, I think what saved me from being really gravely iller than what I was, was that I was already taking CMOS, elderberry. I take six vitamin C's a day. That's what I was doing. And Kiana knows. So when I got sick with COVID, I was already doing extra things to keep myself afloat. So I was sick. I had, I had COVID. I was, I was really sick. But I didn't have to be on a ventilator like some people. And I'm not saying that's everyone, but exactly. I just do believe um, that health is important. And um, sometimes we take it for granted going, you know, just, just disrespecting fruits and vegetables and they're just so needed. And when I hear these comments about, oh, it's expensive to eat healthy. I live in the South Bronx. There's a lady at the corner by my train station who has a whole table. I buy like lemons five for one dollar. So wow. that's not true. There's cheaper than, that's much cheaper than the grocery store. Don't make me. Thank you. I live in the Bronx and there are people that have they are, you can go. There's those little ladies that they're out there on the on the app selling. And I mean, I'm sure there are people in Queens. I don't know about Far Rockaway or Staten Island or wherever, but there are ways that you can eat healthy and figure it out. You don't always have to have it. And here's another thing: you go to Chick Fil A or one of these places, you spend it close to forty dollars on one meal, some two people's meal. I don't even Chick Fil A. I had it once. It wasn't for me. I'm not saying it's bad, you know. But if you look at it, look at how they price these meals. Look at how they push the large drinks. Let's let you know if we want to pay attention to it. They don't mind giving you the extra fries. Why? Because that is something they get involved. <laughs> 
They don't mind <laughs> exactly. giving you extra soda. Why? Because it's syrup and carbonated water if you want to, you know? Yes, so yes. The things that we put into our body, we just got to pay more attention to, especially yes. I have been now. And, you know, so I understand when you say you can get healthy food. Because I now I start to do more Look cooking. Look at him. You see yeah. FMI? He uh, looks great. Yes. yes. From the time I met you, you are like, you're killing it. Uh -huh. And I see your yeah. little post where you're at the gym. I see you. You know what I'm saying? Got, I, got, I got to do something now. I stopped losing weight when I stopped going to the gym, but that's neither here or there. I, I love see you. So I wanted to touch back on the unisex of these earrings, the process of the soap. Now, how you said you had soap, and when you said that to me, I was fascinated. I like smelling good. I'm going to buy soap from you. What, what flavor is, what is going on with that? I need that in my life. Well, I'm showing the lotion. So what I do is I have a, um, I work with a beautiful bath and body queen. Her name is Sandrine of Sandrine Beauty. Okay. And um, I carry her products in my boutique and everything she has is handmade. So I have an almond butter soap that's obviously unisex. And um, she does all of the work within her home in Brooklyn. And I resell her products within my boutique. So, you know, um, again, it goes back to the collaboration. She's always telling her followers that she's at Vee Dazzling Accessories. So I have beard oil for you. Yeah, man, I need something. We, we have spoken about this, man. Yeah, I have many things. I have many beard things. oil to make that beard grow. FMI, you know, yes, it's gonna grow. VPR gonna grow. on season one of VPR. I said, if we hit 10k on the videos, I'm a diamond hair purple. You remember that day, VPR? You remember that? Day? You remember I, I remember that day. Okay. So, so we still wait on that 10k. Shout out to everybody that's been watching that Cassidy right. interview on YouTube. That you're running that up, and I appreciate it. Uh. Yes. So that beard, what, what, what are we doing here? Because unless it's going to grow. I have. Me, I'll send you something. No, 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 gonna, no, no, we're going to talk after. I have stuff. Yeah. You should like, have Michael you know? blessed it. If Michael blesses your beard, FMI, and then you use that beard oil, I think you'll be good. I'm outside for the oh, rest yeah. of the day. Michael's beard, Michael's beard yes. is, you know, voluminous. A, I, I know. Michael I know exactly what you're yes. I, need, I need some of it because I'm trying to wear yeah. a mask at the beach with a beard. This is my shirt. <laughs> off. I'm trying to do it, VPR. So yeah, y'all gotta play for me a little bit. Keep me, you keep can me do mind. it. You, I, I can't wait. But I do have <laughs> lots of things for men, even with my Bath and Body products. So men, they say, oh, it, you know, it's not for me, but it's not true. Lotion, first of all, lotion is for everybody. Soap is for everybody. I know that some have fragrances that might be a little too sweet for men, but the fragrances that um, Sandrine uses are very um, general. Like Christy. Yeah, they're very yeah. earthy. They're very earthy smelling things. So, I mean, you're just, and you, who wouldn't want to smell good as a man? Like, Old Spice is not Listen, fellas. <laughs> fellas, we like our men to smell good. Just like yes. you want your woman to smell good. <laughs> we want our men to smell good, to look fine. And when, you know, they come over and sniff your neck, you're like, oh, you smell good. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I love that. I love that, Kiana. I'm all in my man's neck. I love what that. Put your nose in there. I That's love right. That. I'm gonna say it's COVID. I'm gonna say it's COVID. I ain't having nobody sniff my neck. You're too close. How would to you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. No doubt. No doubt. I need six feet. <laughs> I definitely want Not everybody to live to check out her accessories because I'm I'm definitely looking forward to getting the soap, the lotion. You had me at almond butter when you said almond. I was like, say, you know what? Since I have it in my coffee, that I had soap. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have the lavender, but the thing about the lavender is that it's it's still for unisex. But men, it, I find lavender to be a calming smell. 
I love and lavender. I think that I have I, I think it's a good smell for men but you know it's up to you whatever your choices but I have things for men I have things for whomever non-binary whatever you choose to be you know you label yourself I have it like accessories is not really a gender it's genderless so if you want to wear a good scarf you want to wear a good hat you know if you want to wear the earrings that Kiana has on or I have on it's all about you and how you make yourself feel even if you wanted to like have like a, a pouch or something you know it's you i have it all i have cross body bags for you so you could put your your laptop in fmi or whatever you need for your upcoming events because i see you you still out there moving oh kiana <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know this is what i like i, I love that we hit a point where normally when bag. You hear accessories, and it would scare me off as a guy. That's why I love that the way you put it, where you sell all these different things, and and, and it doesn't matter of gender. And that makes me yeah. feel more comfortable, especially approaching the store, approaching going in there. You know what I mean? So that's why I appreciate it. So yes, it's very. Um, when I had the store, I um, found my male customers to be just so easy because men are. Women are okay, so women, and I, I have to figure out how to say this right. Yeah, women, we already have an agenda when we come in, or we're not like we're in. Women are very indecisive. I, I just, yeah, will tell yeah you that. true. They act like in they general. come in for one thing and then they're twirling around the store with another, right? So a man will come into my store and they'll just be like, I like black. Okay, I hear that. Okay, you say it's nice. Yes, all right, I, here's my card. It's very yeah. <laughs> selling to a man is a little bit different than. And selling to women. Okay. Like you see, FMI, you said, okay, you got that. All right, I'll buy it. Beeline to the register. That's all I need. Beeline to the register. Yes. So I'm in and out two, three minutes. You're good to you go. Have, yes. my, have my product picked out in advance. Just have them buy the register. I don't even have right. to walk all the way through the store. <laughs> right. have, it ready. have it ready. I don't want to wait online. Or even men that come in and they I'm ask me about women or their girlfriends in their lives. Some of the guys, they just say, well, my it's my anniversary or it's my girl's birthday. I think she likes blue. I'm not sure. And I just say, this is what you, you know, this is what you're going to buy for her. And I'll make it look nice. And guys have come back yeah. and they say, yo, she loved it. No. You know, or right. some guys would be like, eh. but that's because they don't know their women. That's because they don't know their women. That's because they don't know their women. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, but anyway, Kiana, thank you for showing my bag. See, now that's a good example. That bag that you have, I met this guy. Okay, so the guy, all right, so to make a long story short, because I could get winded. See that bag? The guy, this guy that I work with, he helps me with editing things on my website. I met him on Fiverr.com, and he is someone who's been working with me for the last two years on my website with little things with SEO and stuff like that. He's Nigerian. His mother makes handbags. So he asked me, do you think that my mom can create something for your store? I said, of course, why not? So his mom created a whole line. She kept sending me what app, WhatsApp or her at the sewing machine making these things. And um, he sent these beautiful bags here from Nigeria. And Kiana was the first person to purchase his amazing um piece and that's handmade these are authentic african authentic african yes it comes straight from nigeria it's one of a kind you're not going to see it anywhere else because this guy's mother made it directly for me and i worked with her on the process of getting it made and so 
Thank you, Kiana. Thank you, girl, for being so dope. We appreciate you. Please let everybody know where they can find you, where they can shop, if you have any events or upcoming promotions or anything going on. How can they hit you up and connect with you? If they're a designer and they want to be part of Bada, how can they connect with you and Wilbur? Well, I'm on all platforms um, for the business. It's V Dazzling, um, V Dazzling on Instagram, V Dazzling on Twitter, and on Facebook, I'm V Dazzling Accessories. On um, LinkedIn, V Dazzling Accessories. So you can inbox me anytime. If you want to email me, it's uh, V Dazzling at gmail.com. I answer emails. I'm not like, I, I try to get to you within 24 hours. Um, you could just Google V Dazzling Accessories. It's there, it's V Dazzling Accessories.com. So I'm on all platforms, um, so you can find me. Just send me an email, like, and if you want to be a part of Bada, we have an upcoming networking mixer, June 23rd, because we are getting back to our lives safely with masks. It's going to be an outdoor event at an amazing, oh, Kiana, you and FMI have to come. And we're, if you don't- We're in the building. I want you to meet we'll this back. woman, she's fantastic. So Wilbur is my um, partner at Black Accessory Designers Alliance. And we're having a networking mixer at a beautiful Latina's sister's restaurant. The name of her restaurant is called um, Counter and Bodega, and it's on 23rd Street and 7th Avenue. She's literally right on 7th Avenue. I'm so proud of this sister, and she lasted through the pandemic. And so we are supporting her by having our first live event, in you know, person event at her. Um, oh gosh, she has great food. Um, it's a spin on Puerto Rican dishes, Puerto Rican cuisine, and I think you'll love it. And so if you want to be a member, you can come to our upcoming event and we'll have open membership there. Or you can email me at thebada.org at gmail.com. Or you can email me at vdazzling at gmail and I can give you more information on what membership looks like and what comes with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. And thanks to Kiana, who also does my marketing. You can Google me, and you can Google me soon with more stuff. That's a <laughs> I know I owe you some homework, Kiana. Don't worry, girl. Take your time. Clients just keep coming. So no problem. No problem. You yes. <laughs> so thanks to Kiana, the goddess. You can find me on everywhere. You can Google me. That's a my marketing. My marketing queen. <laughs> Love you to life, queen. We appreciate you so much. Today has been a phenomenal day. We've had uh, two incredible guests. So Velvet, major shouts to you. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate what you're doing in the fashion community and especially for people of color. So yes. keep being great sis. We'll keep supporting and we'll see you on June 23rd. We definitely got to be in the yes, building. Yes, yes. Thank you, and FMI. Thank you for, you know, you guys, are, you make my week. I, I watch you every week, so I'm glad to be here. So thank you for always having me. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye, Vel. Love you. What a wonderful day. It is a wonderful day. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure you pay attention to our Instagram, of course, and our YouTube. We are dropping the 420 Palooza uh, uh, Smoke Champs event. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So just give it like an hour and it's going to come out on YouTube. And definitely pay attention to our Instagram. We're going to put a snippet up there on our story. So share it, like it, and do all of that. And let's get into it. Yo, and by the way, guys, FMI is fra. You understand? So all of this amazing editing and graphics and stuff that you're seeing, 
FMI is managing all of that. So, you know, if you need some editing work, you need to take and heighten your videos to a new level, please hit up my partner because he's out here killing the game. And mm -hmm. I'm just so appreciative to have you as the other half of VPR Radio because without FMI, there would be no VPR. So you're dope as hell, brother. Thank you. I had so much fun with you on 420. Can't wait for our event next week that we're attending. Shout out to Maisha. We've been doing that Aquarius Purple Heart, Marcus Yes, yes. Looking forward to that. And there's a couple of things going on that night, so we might have to make a few skirt, skirt stops, including <laughs> back, to, back to squad, get some exclusive, you know, VPR content um, for, for our channel. But we appreciate you guys. Please make sure that you're subbing, that you're liking, and you're sharing. We want to continue to grow and to bring you the best content possible, educational, really spark great conversation and make you think um, about everything that's going on out here. So we appreciate you. Please stay safe. We love you for watching. And we will be right back here next week with more dope guests because it's your girl, Kiana the Goddess, the incredible, incredible DJ FMI. And we will see you next Thursday. Peace. I'm going to send you the 